As we move into the fourth week of Lent, let us ask the Lord for the grace to move into a deeper space of prayer and contemplation. St. Augustine famously said, Beware of the grace that passes, never to return. The fourth week is just that, a grace of infinite value. Last week we experienced the human side of Jesus' heart as he overturned the tables in the temple. This week he is teaching us how to recreate our temple such that it will reflect his sacred heart. And it is Latari Sunday. The priest is wearing a rose-colored vestment. This tradition speaks to us of the sunrise within the liturgy. We are preparing for the greatest cosmic event in human history, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, the God-man, Jesus Christ. Rose is the color that we see at the break of dawn. We have worked hard up to, until now. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you this morning and give you a personal update on how he wants you to continue this Lent. What do we see in the first reading? One thing our world fails to accept is the impact of our fallen human nature and the effects of original sin. We create, we build, we make plans, but we ignore this re- but when we ignore this reality, we get blindsided by our brokenness. The pendulum tends to swing from one extreme to the other in history almost effortlessly leaving behind a wake of destruction and a bright light of hope. The people of Israel struggled so much in their relationship with God and the alliances with emperors and kings. Is it any different today? After the destructive forces did so much damage to the people and to the temple, There appeared Cyrus, the king of Persia, who fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah and restored the temple in Jerusalem. It was the dawn of hope and a new beginning. And it speaks into our own personal journey this Lent. Nevertheless, God wants to rebuild us and recreate us anew. Isn't it true? Sacred scripture is the best roadmap. St. Paul says in his letter to the Ephesians, we are his handiwork. And this takes us back to God's blueprints, his plans for us from the beginning. We were made in his image and likeness. Above all other creatures, we hold inside our bodies something that will never die, the seed of eternal life. And it is destined to take us to our homeland in heaven. I remember talking to a monk friend of mine, Fry Pierre, who lived in a monastery in Belgium. He said to me, tell your parishioners, Father Peter, they are uniquely loved by God. For us to grow spiritually, this is of utmost importance. 
God created me out of love. And he is deeply in love with me. So, my dear St. Joseph parishioners, think about this often. Given we are celebrating Rose Sunday, I propose that we stop for a moment and remember where we have come from. On Ash Wednesday, we heard these words as ashes were sprinkled on our heads. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Here we are invited to remember that God is our judge, but he doesn't condemn us. He is always going to be looking for an opening to bring us back into his fold. We know how easily our world becomes polarized. And where does that leave us? In this camp or that, or that one? In this party or that one? Where do we belong? The great challenge of our times and for our church is to help form young men and women and parents and our grandparents and our adolescents to be able to dialogue with our culture. You see, you can't jump from one fish tank to another. <laughs> and we, be, we are inside a fish tank, if you want, an image. This is, this is where we live and move and have our being. Here in the United States, at this time, in this city, in this parish, in this community. You can't change that. So don't try to, oh, if I was only born 50 years ago. It doesn't work like that. We are ambassadors of Christ, as St. Paul says. We have received inside these four walls a remarkable gift. The gift of faith. The gift of knowing our faith. With this gift we are called to imitate Christ as St. Paul constantly reminds us. One moment that seems particularly poignant in Christ's life is when he is in front of Pilate. Pilate represented at his times and his status in society. Jesus said to Pilate, I came into the world that I should be a witness unto the truth. How does Pilate respond? What is truth? Pilate represents our world very well. And our world is dying for lack of truth. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works might be clearly seen as done in God. We have the truth inside of us. We have Jesus inside of us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's not an intellectual idea. He's a person, as Pope Benedict often says. He is a person. He is a person. So everything that you believe revolves around a person, not an idea. 
not a building, not a set of concepts, literally a person. I am called to be a light in this world, a light that enlightens and warms the candles we have scattered around St. Joseph's. They symbolize us so well that we are the light. Nicodemus and Jesus had a profound and mysterious relationship. He was a scholar of the law, a rabbi who was held in great esteem by his Jewish counterparts. Somehow they met. Something drew Nicodemus to Jesus. Something he couldn't quite put his finger on. And as they conversed through the night, what happened to Nicodemus was something that should be happening to us. This is the key to the fourth week of Lent. Spending time with Jesus. These next two weeks, we need to put into our hands the Gospel of St. John and read it through, through it slowly. What happened to Nicodemus will happen to us too. So you have to practice saying no to the non-essentials. Me too. Practice saying no to non-essentials. We could sum up Nicodemus' appearances in the gospel in these three encounters. Meet Jesus by night. Speak up in his defense at Jesus' trial. Sorry, I jumped myself. These are the moments when Nicodemus appears. He met Jesus by night. He spoke up at Jesus' trial in his defense. He provided the customary embalming spices for the burial. And he assists Joseph of Arimathea in the actual burial of Jesus. So he was there from, from beginning to end. Herein lies our roadmap for these next two weeks. Be with Jesus at night. Be with Jesus during his passion. Be present at his crucifixion. And be there when you bury him. That's it. We now present our petitions for Pope Francis, for Bishop Luis Rafael, that God will bless them with the prudence and the wisdom they need to govern the church. We pray to the Lord. Lord we pray for all families, for married couples, that their marriages will be strengthened in this time of Lent so that they can be a sign of hope for their children. We pray to the Lord. For all the boys that participated in the retreat day yesterday, that they will continue to think through and follow up with those inspirations of the Holy Spirit. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all of those who work at St. Joseph's, the finance council, the parish council, the staff, those who work behind the scenes. And especially we pray for Mary Set Grant that her recovery will be swift. We pray to the Lord. Lord Finally, we pray for those intentions we hold in the depths of our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Lord 
eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed God rest in peace. And now we sing.